This is Books of Titans, the podcast dedicated to the influences of influencers. The books that have helped shape prominent inventors, business leaders, athletes, intellectuals, scientists, and others. We'll talk about what makes these books such classics and at least attempt to have an intelligent discussion about what makes them so important and influential. Hello, this is Eric Rostad coming to you right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Today, I'm going to cover what everybody is saying by Joe Navarro, an ex-FBI agent's guide to speed reading people. This is book 33 of 52 for my 2019 reading list. This episode will consist of three segments. The first will be a brief introduction to the book, why I read it, uh, some information about the author, and my initial reaction. Second segment will be some interesting things I learned about nonverbal communication. And the third segment is the one thing, my one key takeaway from this book. So on to segment one. The author's Joe Navarro. He was born in 1953 in Cuba and moved to the USA when he was eight. For 25 years, he worked as an FBI special agent. He was a supervisor in the area of counterintelligence and behavioral assessment. Over, over time, he's authored 13 books, a lot on, on these types of, of topics of, of nonverbal communication. This particular book, What Everybody is Saying, has been translated into 27 languages and is an international bestseller. You'll notice I'm saying what everybody is saying. So it's not what everybody is saying, but what everybody. So body is in the physical body. And that's what this book is about, is, is the nonverbal communication, the, the, the type of communication that we do through our body. And so that's uh, the, how the book is structured. It, it starts off by, by going into that difference of verbal versus nonverbal communication. And he says that up to 60 to 65% of communication happen, happens at the nonverbal level. But if you think back to your own education, most of what we're taught is how to understand things at the verbal level, like what people are actually saying to us. But if the majority of a communication is happening at the nonverbal level, perhaps we should be spending more time studying that. So that's kind of the premise. And then from there, he goes on and, and distinguishes between conscious and unconscious communication. So oftentimes conscious communication will be what we say verbally. And him being an FBI agent, he saw that manipulated all the time. And, and he says, conscious communication is not a good source of reliable information. People can lie. People can try to make you feel good uh, by, by their ver verbal communication. But he said, you, you can look at their body and what their body is doing. And even when they're saying things at the verbal side of things, their nonverbal communication could be saying something completely different. So this book is really a tool set on, on, on how to identify those things and, 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 and not to be able to go and, and say, oh, you're a liar because you did this. But how he would use it is if something didn't match up, if, if some sort of nonverbal communication that, that a person was doing didn't match up with either how they usually behaved or uh, was different than what they were saying, he knew to take that line of questioning further. He knew where to kind of dig based on what was happening at the nonverbal communication level. So the middle part of this book goes into how to look at different parts of the body and look for, for nonverbal communication cues. The last chapter is on how to detect deception based on what you learn throughout the book. As for who suggested the book, I heard the author, Joe Navarro, interviewed on a podcast, and this book seemed to be one that would, that would be very interesting. So I, I don't recall what the podcast was, but uh, I do remember hearing him on a, on a podcast and then adding my book, add, adding this book to my, my reading list last year. I read it this year between August 9th and, and 11th, uh, so of 2019. 
234-page book. It took me a total time of five hours and 44 minutes and 59 seconds. It's a minute 28 per page. A lot of the pages contain photos, so he'll, he'll show examples of, of what a nonverbal communication would, would look like in a person. The reason I share reading time in that is just to give you an idea of how, how long a book would take. I'm not a speed reader. I, I actually read fairly slow. I take a lot of notes in the back, and, and all that time is, is collected. So you're looking at maybe like, you know, between five and six hours to read this book. Most people watch four hours of TV a day, so day and a half of uh, the average American's time on TV, and you'd get through this book. For my initial reaction, I found this book to be really helpful, and I immediately started noticing things in myself that I I would do at a nonverbal communication level, kind of at the unconscious level of of what he described in the book. And it's one one of those books that reveals things to you that are in plain sight, but that you've been missing your entire life or haven't ever thought about it at a deeper level. So I love those kind of books. I, I, I must uh, view reading sometimes as, as getting access to some secret knowledge or something. And, and this is kind of one of those books that, that does that in, in a way of, of, yeah, I mean, if you really paid attention, you would notice these things, but, um, but we don't. And, and that's the point. As for who should read the read this book, uh, first and foremost, law enforcement, legal profession, uh, lawyers. Uh, if you can if you can get a tell from somebody on on whether they're they're potentially lying or something's not right, and, and you're able to look for those cues, that would be very helpful in law enforcement. Secondly, counselors. Uh, I can imagine a, a many situations where, where somebody's telling you one thing, but uh, their body language is saying something else and just kind of allowing you to, to maybe dig in deeper to those, those areas. I thought a lot about CEOs while reading this book. And especially if, if uh, CEOs or, or, or leaders, business leaders in general, if they're running meetings, being able to read a room, uh, read people in that room, it would be a, a really helpful skill. And th- this book can help you you do that. And then a, f- a few funny ones uh, as for who should read the book. Fortune tellers. <laughs> he, he would, the, the author would give a lot of examples where he would see somebody in, in uh, distress, but maybe not obvious distress, but based on how they had their hand around, uh, on their neck or behind their neck, he could tell if, if something was going wrong, like perhaps they're on a phone call. And so after the call, he would go up to them and, and, and say, hey, are you okay? Is everything okay? And um, he, he could just tell those nonverbal cues. Then the final one would, would be mall cops. Um, and I chuckle at that, but he, he does give a lot of examples of, of talking about people who shoplift. And oftentimes they, uh, shoplifters and people who are lying, they, they will try to, to not move a lot. They don't want to be noticed. And so if you're, if you're watching somebody go through a store and, and they're just going normally and they're normally shopping, their hand motions will seem just, just regular. But if someone's in there and with the purpose of shop, shoplifting, their, their hands are going to be by their side. They're not going to be moving them a lot. And they're going to be kind of looking around. Uh, that's more of an, an obvious one. But the, the one that uh, was interesting to me is that the, just their hands and everything, they're, they're, they're kind of trying to be small so that they don't get noticed. And, and so mall cops or, or, or people looking for shoplifters, they can often tell, uh, even watching through a video, just on, on who's in there to shop and who's in there to shoplift. lift. 
one really interesting part of this book is is he he asked the question what part of the body is the most honest part of the body and i want you to think about that a little bit as i i go through segment two and then i'll give the answer a little bit later but what part of the body is the most honest part of the body another thing i really enjoyed is he talked about meeting somebody for the first time and i'm going to read this this paragraph Ever wonder what kind of first impression you've made on someone, whether they seem to like you from the outset or rather if there could be difficulties brewing? One way to find out is the shake and wait approach. Here's how it works. Foot and leg behavior is especially important to observe when you first meet people. It reveals a lot about how they feel about you. Personally, when I first meet somebody, I typically lean in, give the person a hearty handshake, depending on the appropriate cultural norms in the situation, make good eye contact, and then take a step back and see what happens next. One of three responses is likely to take place. One, the person will remain in place, which lets me know he or she is comfortable at that distance. Two, the individual will take a step back or turn slightly away, which lets me know he or she needs more space or wants to be elsewhere. Or three, the person will actually take a step closer to me, which means he or she feels comfortable and or favorable toward me. I take no offense at the individual's behavior because I'm simply using the opportunity to see how he or she really feels about me. So this book had, had a lot of those types of, of things on, on, on reading people. Some other interesting things I learned, uh, pregnant women will cover their fetus instead of their neck uh, if, if, they're, if they're trying to, to hide something. And so basically uh, people will cover the most vulnerable spot. And so he, he would often, he gave the example of a lot of times where he would, he would see somebody on, on the phone and maybe it's in the airport and the person's on the phone and all of a sudden they, they, they cover their neck. Um, or they go into a meeting where they're, where they're, they're really afraid or, or they're nervous or they're doing a big presentation and the person's hand will just kind of go up towards the neck. And maybe for a man, uh, if, if he's in uh, a, a suit and tie, uh, his, his hand will go around the necktie. Uh, for women, it'll protect that uh, that front part of the neck. And again, these are unconscious things, but if you if you're doing that, you're protecting one of the most most vulnerable spots on you, that soft part of your of your neck. And so, uh, again, just the type of things that that happen in this book uh, that are described, where you're finding out you're protecting a a, a vulnerable area, so you are probably not feeling safe. Uh, other interesting things, feet pointing out the door. So if you ever notice when you're talking to somebody and your feet are pointing elsewhere, that's telling you where you actually want to be. And so just even notice that in, in yourself. Like uh, if, if you go up to somebody and your feet are straight ahead towards them, you are, you are engaged. You, you, you want to be speaking to that person. But if you find yourself going up to somebody and your feet are pointing elsewhere and, and they're pointing towards the exit for the, of that room, that's your body unconsciously telling you that you do not want to be there. You do not want to be speaking to this person. If, if you need further convincing of, of our body's non, nonverbal and unconscious responses, think of how you handle a dirty diaper. So, so somebody's changing a diaper, they're finished, and they've got, they've got to run, but they need to hand you the diaper to throw away. What do you do when you, ta- hand, when you take that diaper? Kind of the universal response is to, to touch it 
the least amount of your hand as possible. So most people will, will pinch it between their finger and forefinger and they will hold it far away from their body until they can find a trash can and put it in the trash can. And I just thought that was so funny because, you know, none of us take classes on how to handle a dirty diaper, but all of us just unconsciously do that. We, we pinch it with the least amount of, of finger possible and then, and then hold it away from us. Um, Another thing with, with eyes, you know, as, as I mentioned in the, the middle part of this book, you just go through different body parts. The pupils will dilate when you see something you like, and they will constrict when the opposite happens. Again, nothing you, you have control over, uh, unconscious level, it just, it just happens. Another thing I found interesting is just while I was reading this book, I started noticing things in myself. And so one of those is uh, I, I run quite, quite often in the mornings. And, um, there were a few different times when I, when I was running while I was reading this book and, and I would hear a noise that was not a common noise. And one time it was a, a sprinkler that was hitting a gutter. And so, you know, everything was calm. And then all of a sudden it hit this gutter and it was just a really loud scraping noise. And my response was just to freeze. And I found that interesting because here I am running, I'm, I'm moving forward and my response is to freeze. And I didn't have time to think about the response. I just, I heard that noise and I froze. And he talks about that a lot when, um, when, when you are in a, in a scary situation, you first will freeze and then you will flight is the second response. And the third is fight. So freeze, run, or fight. And just, it's kind of interesting to, to, to see that happen uh, as you're going through everyday life. Um, a, a second thing that happened while I was reading this book, and again, this happened on a run, um, <clears throat> I was running by this lady and it was still kind of, it was starting to get light in the morning. And so I, I couldn't see her very well, but she waved to me and it was, it was an immediate response in my head of that was a really nice wave. And the reason that stuck out is I thought when, when I was coming up to that lady, I thought it was one of our neighbors who does not like us. And when, so when I saw that wave, I was like, that, that's weird because that was a really nice wave and she hates us. So she hates me. Why? It didn't, it didn't make sense, but it was all like that all happened before I could even think about it. And it was just interesting how we take it in. And then, so on, on, on her level, how a gesture could be, I mean, it could be like a mean wave or it could be a nice wave. And then on my level, how I picked that up without thinking about it immediately. So again, just something I noticed while, while I was reading this book that I probably wouldn't have noticed otherwise. And then the third thing is uh, back to some interesting things that I, I found with uh, the feet pointing out the door. When I didn't want to be talking to somebody, I, I would have one door pointed or one foot pointed towards the door where, where I wanted to go. And I never noticed that I did that before, but now I notice it all the time. Like if I, if I'm in a conversation I just don't want to be in, or I've got somewhere to go, my feet will be pointed to that spot where I want to be going. So really powerful book in that sense to help you identify what you're, you are doing yourself, but then also to notice it in others. So on to segment three and the one thing, my one key takeaway 
from this book. So I started off segment two by asking what part of the body is the most honest part of the body? And the answer shocked me, but the answer is the feet. The feet are the most honest part of the body. The way they point, wiggle, move. What's interesting is in, in a lot of the movies you see where there's an interrogation taking place at the jail, the person being interrogated is sitting on the opposite side of a table. And Joe Navarro in this book, he said, don't ever do that. If, if, you're, if you're talking to somebody, you need to remove the table because the feet are the most honest part of the body. And with that table there, you cannot see the person's feet. And so if, if uh, he would give examples where if somebody's telling a lie or, or if they're if they're shifting in, in the way of, of their story, their, their feet are going to start doing things. Their legs might tuck behind the, the legs of the chair. Uh, they might start bouncing. And again, it's kind of this idea of what's their baseline. And then once they start doing something different, take notice of that. So I found that to be fascinating, that the feet are the most honest part of the body. And that's my main takeaway from this book. Again, a completely unexpected takeaway. When he asked that question in the book, I, I figured either face or hands. And honestly, if, if we do take into consideration nonverbal communications, those are the two places that most people look. But I never even thought to look at the feet. This book will really make life more interesting in a lot of ways. I mean, you, if you take these skills and, and just kind of start looking at people and noticing people, I mean, it, it just takes kind of any trip to the mall or the airport, just kind of looking around, it, it, it really makes things more interesting. And it's something you can immediately practice. So this was a very practical, practical book in that sense, a very helpful book, something that I think can help you in some of your most intimate relationships in just understanding what people are trying to say to you. Maybe they're having a hard time getting it out verbally, but uh, through through their body language, through through things that they're doing unconsciously, they're, they're telling you something else. And just being able to pick on those, pick up on those things can, can help you have more empathy towards, towards the other person. But can, it can also help you identify when people are perhaps trying to take advantage of you or are lying to you. And, and again, this is not a, okay, you now have these skills, you can identify everyone that's ever lying to you. But it, it does help you give skills to to maybe pursue a line of questioning further or or asking somebody specific about uh, something where they've they've kind of shifted behavior in a, in a in an odd way. That's going to do it for this episode. Before I sign off, just a reminder, you can share your own reading list on the Books of Titans website by going to booksoftitans.com forward slash my books. I found this to be a great way to have accountability for for my own reading program. So I, I list all my books. I share when I've finished them, uh, what's coming up next, and it's been a great way for, for people to keep up with that list and to keep myself accountable because I want to get through my full list. So you can share your books as well in a really visually stunning format on the Books of Titans website. You can also follow Books of Titans on Instagram or Twitter at Books of Titans. If you haven't already done so, I'd really appreciate if you subscribe to this podcast and if you leave a review on iTunes. Those two things help in the algorithm to get this podcast listed higher to where more people can find it. You can also share some of your favorite episodes with your friends. I'll be back next week with another book. And until then, keep reading, keep learning, keep listening. I'm out.